Hello, welcome back. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ashley. <laughs> this is a semi-charm kind of pod. I'm like over here getting my notes ready like I'm about to like talk and it's not even a me episode. It's a me episode. It's a you episode. Okay, so real quick, I I said I wanted to pull up our stats real quick because um, we are currently sitting at 544 downloads, which I'm so proud of. That's awesome. Um, we have been streamed in Belgium, which we already knew about, Australia, which we already knew about, multiple Australias, Germany, new, new, Spain, and Italy. Bonjour! Right? So that's so exciting. Thank you guys so much for the support so far. We are, I can't believe we're like, on the tail end, we still have a couple more episodes to go, but we're on the tail end of season one. Yep. Which is wild when you think about it. Crazy. It's a lot of work doing a podcast. I don't think people understand, like, the amount of work and attention that goes into a podcast. It's not just... I guess there's a lot of podcasts out there, right, where if you and I were just sitting and, like, having a conversation about, like, life, different. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're researching topics, writing a paper. It's like being in college all over again. <laughs> it's, I... it's a lot. It's so funny that you said that because, like, I think on surface level, a lot of people think that, like, oh, yeah, like, a podcast is hard because of, like, sound editing or, like, you know what I mean? Putting that, like, they listen to a podcast and they're like, I could never make that finished product, right? And, like, granted, yes, that is a big chunk of it. But I think you're 110% right because I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I really miss reading. I've been trying to really get back into reading. Because I really enjoyed it, like, in high school and, like, soon after high school, I used to, like, I was, like, nine times out of ten, my, like, nose was in a book. And I was saying to them how, like, I really miss that and I want to get back to that. And they were, like, well, you're probably, like, one of the most well-read people I know. You just, the stuff you read now is different. And I was, like... I, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And they were like, you're the, a lot of the reading you do now is just like research based. And I was like, true. I'm not sitting there like reading a narrative. And I, de- I totally discounted that entire like facet of like me not, sitting there reading yeah, an article about Mothman. Yeah. You're reading research. Right. Right. So it really is like, there's a, it's very like, as, like you said, for the podcast that we chose to produce, like, it can get very, like, sometimes I feel like a student again. It's very scholarly. I like right. it. <laughs> Where every time is just something you choose to write a term paper on. Right, exactly. I love it. Is um, that so, what Do I? Is that what was stirring your cauldron? No, I did have another stirring my cauldron. Um, so we were talking about TikTok in the last episode, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did we even, you wouldn't even brand yours as a, as a stirring my cauldron, did we? No. And it was, it was definitely a stirring my cauldron. Um, so mine though, (laughs) it's so niche and I feel like most people probably don't even notice it, but the second I say it, you're going to be like, yeah. So when somebody's like recording like a viral something or like they're doing like a dance or something and they use, it's like their own audio and it's the song playing from their phone at the time of them dancing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, so then you hear everything else in the room and then they, and then that's the video that they post. Why are you not using the the audio? Use Um, the song audio, the studio version. I don't want to hear you breathing, heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know what else kills me too? Because like God knows, I am not a great content creator, right? I am no influencer. You need to give yourself your flowers though, because you're better than most. I don't think so. I think I'm just I'm just a lonely girl out here trying to make it in a TikTok world. You know. All right. But you know the people who choose to do the lip syncs and can't lip sync. Why do you as do? A, as 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 a uh, self-proclaimed good lip syncer, yes, it drives me nuts. <laughs> what? Take it off. Do something different. Just do something different. Stitch the damn video of somebody doing it well. There's a soundbite from Drag Race where one of the girls like starts like flubbing the lip sync for your life, and one of the talking heads, like the cutaways to like one of the other drag queens, is <laughs> oh. She doesn't know the words. And, like, I think that every single time I see one of those videos is, like, okay, well, one, and also, like, if nobody is holding you to any kind of standard or timeline, why don't you at least learn the song before? It's endless. Try it again. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I can't. It boggles, boggles the mind. Well, and you know the lady that you sent me to that's, like, there's nothing like it. I love her. Oh, my God. The amount of videos that pull up for me now of that lady, right? But, like, (laughs) it's always that type of person. And I don't mean, like, but they're always, like, the most meager, like, little mild-moused people that are, like, Mm -hmm. doing this to nothing that's close. (laughs) It's like, why are you doing that? Yes. Don't cringe. (laughs) I love her, though. I stand her. Nothing like it. She's always, like, I wish people could see us right now, but they can't. But, like, <laughs> sipping from her drink. Not hot cocoa. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Semi-term kind of pod. Seriously. Nothing like it. <laughs> Ooh, we should do that. I have my mug. Remember? My friend Kim made me the semi-term kind of pod, um, pod mug. Is that going to be our little, like, soundbite motto? Nothing like it. <laughs> We're going to steal her gig. That could be our outro. We could record it. I kind of like that. I love it. Season two. (laughs) We wanted to re-record all this stuff for season two anyway, so. True. Okay. We have a mission now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So did you miss true crime at all? Did I what? Did I miss it? Yeah. My true crimes. Because you're not like a true crime person. So like, do do you miss true crime at all? Um crime going on in the real world right now there's I know and that's why I don't like it (laughs) because I'm just like I know people are I know people are terrible are capable of terrible heinous things yeah and and there's no there's no end to that source material like it's a bottomless pit of just like it really yeah I mean I'm just like everybody else I will sit there with my my discounted box of valentine's chocolate and watch the next (laughs) <laughs> uh, what what is it? Lover, stalker, killer? Was that the ne- the one that just went that just went around? That one was lame. If you didn't see that twist coming from a mile away, true, true. Well, and the other part, first of all, that whole story was like, God forbid that ever happened to you, right? That like you would find the one person in the world that like wants to hunt you down and kill you because they love you so much. Mm. That is a great segue to my true crime for today. Honestly. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, and I just want to say a throuple. You know what I mean. I just want to say, oh, well, I'm sure I'll say it at some point again, but I can't even get a text back, and there are these people that are like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Blows you my mind. Talk 
fact. Because if you put that out into the universe, <laughs> somebody might do it for you. You never. Yeah, know. maybe I don't. Maybe I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Well, this would be a perfect reason why you shouldn't be doing that. Honestly, this story right here. Okay, perfect. To hit me with it. Okay, so this is in Ventura, Ventura, California. Um, Michael and Sherry, they were high school sweethearts. They were basically living like the all-American life, picket fence. They had a lot of ambition. This was in the 90s. Okay. That's when life still seemed great. (laughs) Oh, my God, right? The last time I felt joy and happiness. One person could go to work. One person could stay home. You could have a normal house. You know, you could live off of $30,000 a year. Life was good, you know? Right, right. Cartoon Network was in its prime. Seriously. (laughs) After they got married, they had two boys. And then they lived in, like, a really tight-knit community that had a lot of neighbors. It was basically, like, a block party type of neighborhood. Um, The neighbors basically described them like every other true crime uh, thing. as They were the perfect couple. It was a picturesque family. Why wouldn't it have been? (laughs) Uh, I'll know how that goes. Um, People described Sherry as cool, calm, and collected. And then Michael was her perfect balance. He was over the top and extroverted, but as we all know, things aren't always as they seem. I thought you were going to say he was just like a hothead and he just pissed everybody off. And- <laughs> no, it seemed like they balanced each other out really well, which a lot of people say opposites attract, you know? So yeah. it seemed like they were that. Good um, for them. Yeah. In the mid-90s, though, things began changing. The neighbors noticed that they weren't seen as much together anymore. Um, Michael would show up at parties that they would have in the community without Sherry or vice versa. Um, A lot of people speculated at the beginning that maybe they were just watching. One was watching the kids while the other one was out. Um, But then people started to notice that it wasn't exactly as it seemed. Michael, So no one's one's missing. They're just like not showing up together anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michael began spending more and more time at his job. Where he met Diana Dan, who was of a... Of course he did. Of course he did. She was a former actress and a model, but now she was a cashier at a grocery store. I was going to say, what did he do? He's a grocery store manager. Oh, hmm. This is one of his cashiers that used to be a model. Well, apparently not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> Instant attraction, both physical and spiritual, as they both were into witchcraft, specifically black magic. What? First of all, I want to know how that comes up in conversation with your boss. I'm saying, how many of my fucking food lion cashiers are into ritual sacrifice? Oh, well, I get black magic, right? This is ritual sacrifice probably somewhere in there. (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Diana became completely obsessed with Michael. One thing led to another and they began an affair. Now, there's a lot of in my brain there's a lot of different theories out there that you know married men or married women people become more infatuated with because it leads to a different uh we shouldn't be doing this so the oh. they're so heightened type of thing it's like a mm-hmm. adrenaline rush like endorphins out the ass when it's like if you were actually married to that person it could be a different story. You know what it's I mean? It's like the it's like when you vacation somewhere and you're like, oh my god, like I could live here. But if you like yeah. actually live there and had all of your real life problems there, you it wouldn't be as picturesque and it wouldn't be beautiful. Exactly that. <laughs> um, Diana was completely obsessed with him, um, which would lead them to a much different home life. Michael would purposely put Sherry down in front of her friends and family, who would call her fat. Oh. 
put her down all the time because you know he's dating a model that nobody knows about. Did you see that? Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I did. I did see that. <laughs> I don't know what that was. We're haunted. Um, how how old is Michael? Honestly, I don't know. In his like thirties, we're talking. How old? And 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 Diana is around the same. Is it Diane yeah. or Diana? Diana. Same Diana. age. Same same age. They don't indi indicate that one is more than the there's other. There's no there's no age gap love going on. Correct. So he's purposely trying to like put down his own wife. I think a lot, a lot of ways men um, or women that want to get out of a relationship, but don't want to be the ones to end it. will do things on purpose to get the other person to be the bad guy. So I think he was kind of doing that, um, but he would take it to the extreme. He would dangle candy or like chocolate in front of her to taunt her in front of people like at these parties or in front of her family um, that she shouldn't have any and things like that. Yeah. Okay. What a dick. Well, yeah. Cause like, I wish my husband would because <laughs> we would have been on the turning table of this cause he would be dead. So. I was going to say something else would be dangling. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but he also became abusing, uh, began abusing pills, which. Yeah. Diana led him into that. Cherry had, Cherry had had enough. He was doing drugs. He was being an asshole. He was never around. Um, yeah. She, she said she was going to leave him. Which, basically, we know that's exactly what Michael wanted. So, he took this as a green light to make his affair very well known in front of people. Uh, people, at the, people at their and that's where he, And that's where he fucked up. Yep. Uh, which, now, they weren't divorced yet. They were still living together. Um, they still had children together and Sherry did the womanly thing and said, Hey girl, like I'm his wife. I know you, I know that you're sleeping with my husband. Let's have a woman to woman conversation about it. Uh -huh. Yeah. She wanted to know the details just to get some closure for herself. Wanted to know like when it happened, when it started, just so her brain could wrap her head around the ending of what she knew was her life. Yeah. Uh, but the conversation turned a little bit odd when it got heated uh, between the two of them. Diana expressed that she was going to take over Sherry's life, which included her two small sons. And uh, she was going to become everything that his wife wasn't. She said, this is me now. Yeah. Uh, so Sherry was like, wow, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> She called her sister and told her about the whole conversation and said that Diana ended it and said, if this doesn't happen, how I plan on it happening, it's going to happen over your dead body. What, what was the, what is the, what is the alternative though? Like she wants how she wants to just swap lives. Like what is Sherry supposed to do if she doesn't want to die? Well, or the other part is, like, why would you want my children? Like, I don't mean to be rude, but, like, why would you, why? Did you think my kids were going to, like, just start calling you mom? Like That's what I mean. Like, is Sherry just supposed to, like, just, like, yeah, but she, give up all of her stuff? Yeah, she really wanted to, like, move in and pretend like it was a complete segue into she was the wife and the mother. 
Yeah. So she called her sister. Since Sherry called her sister, I'm like, just in case anything ever happens to me, this is what this crazy lady said to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm an occult fanatic, obviously. Um, and so is this crazy lady. And Diana. Yeah. And she took this whole thing extremely seriously. And she decided, like, you know what? I'm gonna do the right thing. She get oh my god, is she gonna do like a t- one of the what is it the big thing the girlies do on TikTok? They're is she gonna do a timeline jump? <laughs> is she gonna shift? Is she gonna timeline shift? She might she might be the ultimate supreme, honestly. <laughs> she probably is, as one supreme rises, the other the other withers, right? Yeah. Um, but you know what the weird part is? Sherry said in her heart of hearts, I'm gonna try and make this work with my husband. Oh God! Is this one of those? What was it? The other one where I felt bad for the husband? Am I gonna feel yeah. bad for? Sh- you, yeah, kind of. Oh, God. Um, she said, you know, maybe we can still fix this, and I'm gonna try. So she confronted Michael and was like, "Hey, I talked to this crazy bitch at your job. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you see in her, but She's okay." My kids. So in order for us to try and still keep this a family, maybe we should talk about this. Michael yeah. said. I don't think so. <laughs> he said, absolutely not. And he continued to flaunt his affair in front of her, including putting a picture of his girlfriend on their nightstand. Why is she still sharing a bed with him? I don't know if she has anywhere to go. Like, I need to be sleeping on the couch. Yeah, and her kids still live, live there. And it was kind of seems like Michael didn't want to let his kids go and she didn't want to leave her kids with him because of this crazy lady. So she wanted to stay in the situation. Um, it didn't say like, you know, they're, they're sleeping in the same bed together, but yeah. Yeah. He was basically kissing this picture. Good night. Every night on their night. (laughs) They're doing it. They're in it for the kids. Oh God. Yeah. One day suddenly Sherry just disappeared. Of course she did. Naturally. Natch. Yep. On a May afternoon in 1996, she didn't show up to pick up her kids from school. Uh, I'm sure it was very characteristic for her. Yeah. I think she was actually like a stay-at-home mom. So they called Michael. Uh, He came to get the kids. Uh, He said he was going to the neighbors and the family searching for answers for his estranged wife's whereabouts, but he had no luck. So he filed a missing persons report with the police. This was on a Monday, okay? Mm-hmm. Was an errand day for Sherry. She always included a trip to Target. So she was a very regimented person. She was a Target girly. <laughs> she liked her Target. She was a Target girly in Target's prime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, when you could still do the Target run. Seriously, yeah. When you could not have a job and still be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the police naturally went to look for her at Target. Uh, This was a constant for her. So all of her friends were like, you should probably check Target because she goes there every Monday. It was like everybody was saying this to the police. They're like, she probably just lost track of time. (laughs) (laughs) She got a little lost in the makeup aisle, you know. Yeah. Uh, So they went to check out Target and they found her van parked in the parking lot. All of her her purchases from the day, her purse, her car, everything was at Target. All of her stuff was inside of the van. So the police went to review the Target camera footage 
Um, and nothing inside at all seems suspicious. However, there was a witness in the parking lot. When Sherry was loading her van, um, there was a, an unmarked cop car pulled up next to her. A woman with blonde hair got out and appeared to arrest Sherry, quote unquote, with handcuffs. What? They put, they put her in the back seat of the car and they drove off. So the police take the next step. They check their system and realize that nobody on their end had ever arrested her. Um, they wouldn't have any cause to. She had no warrants. She'd never been in any kind of trouble. They checked um, to make sure that none of the unmarked cars were in that area that day. They did everything they could. And nobody was ever there to make sure that she was arrested that day. There's no, like, no police record of her being arrested. Nope. So they deem this blonde hair as an imposter. And the so, police started... What? Was there someone else in the car? Or was it just the blonde lady in the just car? According to the witness. Okay, okay. Um, the police started naturally questioning Michael, of course, because, duh. Duh. He's the husband having an affair. He Who else? Affair, he told the police that his relationship had been on rocks for a long time. Obviously, you're cheating on your wife. And, like, it's, and you're making it, like, known with your pictures around the house. And, and you're calling your wife fat in front of her family and friends being... Right. Funny. But that's okay. <laughs> you're being a dick about it. <laughs> but when the police were like, okay, so tell us about your girlfriend. He couldn't even remember the lady's last name. Did he even know it in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he employed her. That don't mean shit. That's true. Um, He couldn't even tell the police where the lady lived. Sounds like a selective memory if I've ever heard one. He claimed that his wife had probably just been upset that he was choosing somebody else and left. But the neighbors and family said, I can tell you right now, like that lady was going through hell in her home life and she still didn't leave her kids. Yeah, she there's wouldn't no leave those way. kids. Yep, there's no way. So days and days passed. The police suspected that possibly she was abducted since somebody saw her. By aliens? No, the one. <sighs> The blonde lady. Well, no, could, I know. They could drive. I mean, just because they saw blonde hair doesn't mean it's not a gray and a wig. That part. Or just, the Coneheads drove. And, and, uh, what, is the, what are the Nordic ones? There's blonde <laughs> aliens. <laughs> the Nordic ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so days and days passed. They said she was abducted. He, Michael then, was starting to play the good quote unquote husband, right? He passed out flyers for his missing wife. The police waited days though to question his girlfriend. They wanted to let it sink in, right? And see if they would do anything suspicious. Is she when, blonde? Huh? Is Sherry bl or is, is Diana blonde? Nope. She's not. <gasps> okay. Plot twist. Plot twist. Um when they arrived to go see her, she showed up in the doorway in lingerie. <laughs> of course she did. Uh, the background, of course. He was behind down the hallway and they could she's see She's playing the wily temptress. That he was in he was in boxers. So the police were like, Cool, how about you put some clothes on and we're gonna go down to the station? Because <laughs> like whatever you have going on here, we don't want to know. Let's Yeah, see. clearly you're really concerned about your the the mother of your children. Oh, yeah, Michael. Yeah, you're right. Right? Because isn't, <laughs> isn't he just... He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. 
Don't mind me. What happened to her, right? I mean, why would you be right? So (laughs) So the police um questioned her when she arrived at the station. She had told the police that she was on a bike ride when Sherry was kidnapped. Okay. Um, the police started working with their man brains and said she's too soft to be a kidnapper. There's no way. She's a model. There's no way she could have been a kidnapper. So they let her go. She's a model slash actress. Exactly. First of all, why were men police questioning her to begin with? Why don't we put another lady in the room? Could we put a lady mm-hmm. in the room? Read the room, right? Because she's read the room. Know your audience. She's too soft-spoken to be a kidnapper. What does that even? What does that have to do? Like, I have to, I have to give you a dis, I have to give you a dissertation before I kidnap you. Seriously, why? (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So the people who knew Diana uh, started to speak out, and they called the police and said, "Nope, I saw her that day." the kidnapping day and Miss Diana was actually covered in scrapes and bruises. Like she had been in a fight that day and they wanted the police to know that she had been known to wear wigs often. Huh? So then they were like, you know what? You soft-spoken, wonderful lady, you, why don't you come back in this office and we're going to question you again. So they got her back in the interview room. They said, Hey, how'd you get those scrapes? Hey, we heard you have a wig collection. (laughs) Wait till you hear that part. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, so she said, oh, well, you know, I bit the pavement on my bike ride. I got into an accident. That's how I got all these scrapes. But the police, once again, were like, yep, that's totally plausible. You're right. You got, you can go. No problem. That's definitely what happened. Why wouldn't she have said that the first time? Like, when she mentioned the bike ride the first time? Well, first of all, even further, draw that back. Why did they not say, how'd you get those scrapes all over your body? Why did somebody at her job, after she had already been questioned by the police, have to point out that she had scrapes and bruises? Right. Is that police 101? Yeah. And if it really did happen on her bike ride, that would have been a detail of her story when she was like, oh, I was on a bike ride. I fell, and that's where all these scrapes came from. Like, mm-hmm. So, idiot. They- Told either one of them, so more time went on. Then they came to find out that they were selling Sherry's possessions. Oh, God. The neighbors were like, wait, how do you know that she's not coming back? Did the husband go get the stuff from the Target run that day? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Who got the stuff out of her car? Because she she went shopping. She did. Her purse was in her car. That's how far to her car she got. Her purse. Damn. She really snatched her right out of the parking lot. Yeah. So um, the neighbors, you know, called the police and they were like, hey, you know, how they're selling her things. Like, how do they know that she's not coming back? So the they're police- like, hey, we're seeing a lot of her stuff pop up on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> so the police finally decided to do what they were actually trained to do in the first place, right? Is to look for the suspect's car that you have a witness and a camera on in the parking lot. Okay. So the fake police car was found. It was very, it was found very quickly. It was a rental. It was rented the night before Sherry disappeared and it was returned damaged. You can just rent an unmarked police car. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that wild? Who knew? I guess it depends on where you live, right? I guess. (laughs) That'd be an epic prank though. 
I feel like Hertz would look at me sideways if I called them up and were and I was just like, hey, um, just asking for a friend. Do you have any decommissioned police cars that I could use? Can I get that off of you for just a, just need it for the day. Just the day. <laughs> so the rear view mirror was missing and then there was a huge red, red stain under the floor mats and then blonde hair on the seat. Oh, I wonder what the big red stain could be. Well, guess who rented the car? <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess. Don't <laughs> Go figure. I should have given um, you- I'm going to say Michael did it. <laughs> so the police said, we need you to come back in here one more time, you mild man or model you. And- did, was she really stupid enough to put it in her name? Yes. Oh, my God. So you deserve to be caught, right, at that point? So I, she, Yeah. She was her still, her cool and calm, collected, soft-toned self. Of course she was. Sticking to her story. Until she found out that Michael, her beloved, was also at the police station. Dun, dun, dun. She said, you know what? I want to see my boyfriend. Can you put us in the same room together? I want to talk to my boyfriend. Uh-huh. Say? Absolutely. No what? Problem. Let's put you in a room alone together and see what you say on camera. Okay. I guess that's a good idea. So I guess this is before True Crime came out on, like, television nationally because duh you're recorded in every room in a police station oh did they just did she just assume that it was going to be a private conversation no well we know she's not the brightest bulb okay continue (laughs) i guess this time though they didn't they didn't necessarily incriminate themselves in a way that um could be used like in court like they didn't say very much but they could see that Michael, like, had completely a spell over Diana. It was like, she literally would listen to him. He would be like, jump. And she would say, how high? Like, he clearly, she was, like, mesmerized when he was around. Um, but She was, like, at his whim. Yeah. But they didn't mm-hmm. say enough when they were together on recording that they could keep them once again. Okay. Then okay. there was another witness that came forward how many people okay i need people to just like if you see something say something and why is everybody just like sitting on all this info yeah <laughs> this lady this is gonna blow your mind <laughs> is this a new person or is this a, the, new the same person. witness new person they said you know what oh my god i saw that lady on the news that's that crazy lady who bought my blonde wig of course <laughs> it is okay so the police were like, you know what? That's enough evidence. We need to go get her. <laughs> it was probably a good unit, too. And that perfectly good unit. It's probably the- pretty and quiet and so feminine. So she <sighs> got one over on them for months. Okay. I, okay. Okay. They probably found Sherry Daly's remains on June 1st by her own friend's search party. <sighs> She was completely dismembered and thrown into a ravine. Weren't, wasn't it her friends that had to point out the bruising too? Yes. So her friends are like, all right, we're just going to fucking do this ourselves. Mine as well, because of so enamored by this woman. So I hate report, it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the autopsy report showed that she had been stabbed with something sharp because of the cause of death more than likely matched the description of the axe. That they found in Diana's purse. She just kept it in her purse? Yeah. 
new levels. We're just achieving new levels of genius. Yeah. The people at her job were like, yeah, we've seen that before. The lady's nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've seen the murder weapon. <laughs> she carries it around with her. So both of them were obviously uh, arrested. They were tried for murder. More than 100 witnesses testified against Michael. Saying how awful of a husband he was. Especially oh, yeah, because he had been parading her around the parties as his as his prized whale. Yeah. Um, Terrible. Speculated that he had done this whole thing to avoid paying child support. Um, however, Miss Diana was obviously a big part in this. She had told co-workers that she was going to make a blood sacrifice for her boyfriend. I- and make official blood oath to bind them together for eternity. Cool, cool, cool. Um, do you think she found the spell on Reddit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she probably found it in a Barnes and Noble book. <laughs> or TikTok. <laughs> Actually, no, this is the time. You're right. It was probably Borders or Barnes and Noble. Or oh, Borders, right? Borders was... Borders. Books and Love Noble. me. Books and Bam. Me a BAM, we used to have a BAM membership. Well, uh, their eternity together is an eternity behind bars. Each one of them um, re- received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. But get this the boys went to live with family and were awarded by the state $64 million due to financial loss of their futures. Huh? Did you even know you could do that? Well, I know that, like, I do know this from working at a a law firm that specialized in collections. Um, And, like, it's easy to get a judgment for, like, a sum of money. Yeah. But actually then getting that money is a separate story. So just because they got that judgment of $65 million, if that one lady is responsible for paying that $65 million, it's one of those things where those boys will probably never actually see that $65 million. But any money that that lady makes would then go towards the boys. Where did you come up with the number, though? She was a cashier. That's what I'm... Well, that's why I was like... And, like, he's a grocery worker. Like, where does... Where do you even get the two? Like, where does... I'm sorry, but, like, I'm assuming it happened young enough in these boys' lives that, like, I, yeah. tragedy happened. But, like, they would then still grow up to then, like, p- potentially hold jobs and employment and, like, tragedy happens to people. Jesus. Like, $64 million. Uh, yeah, no, that is crazy. So, did they end up getting any money? How old were they at the time? Do we know? Um, no, I, I want to say like young, young because they were in middle school. I'm pretty sure it's when they were up. Okay. Um, and what also blows my mind is this is not our first instance of someone plotting a ritual magic murder and like <laughs> telling their coworkers about it. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? I, I don't. Same thing. And you know, I joke about like killing Andre all the time, just like. Obviously, I would never do it, but I'm like, oh my god, I could kill him, you know. But I don't think any of my coworkers are ever like, how would you do it? Right, <laughs> right. It's not like water cooler talk to sit there and be like, let me tell you about the blood sacrifice that I have planned to like right. eternally bind my soul to. <laughs> A couple episodes ago, 
Um, remember that one lady who was like, how much antifreeze do you think it would take to kill my husband? That's what I'm saying. Like, as, as someone's casually walking around the office, like, what should we order for lunch? You're like, um, uh, can I DoorDash some antifreeze? <laughs> like, I don't get it. R.I.P. Shelly. Isn't that horrible? Wait, is it Shelly? Yeah. I thought it was Sherry. I'm so sorry. R.I.P. Sherry. I was reading... His last name, Daly, and my ADHD went to Shelly. <laughs> that was his name, Michael Daly? Michael Daly. Mm. And Diane, mm. the black magic witch from the West. That's so sad. Isn't it? I've Those never po- I've never liked anybody nearly that much in my life. No. Apparently, there's a lot of these people, though. Like, there's a lot. Like, well, and like I said, I can't even get a text back. There's a whole um, Netflix series on I'm a Stalker. I'm a, I'm a Stalker, I think is what it's called. It's a document okay. of people in prison. And then they, like, tell their story about, like, and these people are like, I would do it again. Like, <laughs> they're like, sir, this one girl, um, she was this, like, younger uh, I gotta, I'll have to look up her name. She was obsessed with this girl and she would like stalk her and stalk her and stalk her and stalk her. I know she ended up kidnapping, like abducted her or something and kept her for like a couple days. They, she got out when the girl got charged, she went to prison. And then when she got out of prison, she did it to somebody else. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I might, I just can't wrap my brain around that. People with, Mental issues, I think, need to be studied, and then we need to just keep them somewhere, honestly. Because, yeah, I mean, I certainly understand mental is- issues, uh, you know, and it got Clearly. my fair share, but the thing, like, my ADHD could never because, like, if I ever got to the point where I was hyper fixated on somebody to that point, I am at least self aware enough to know that in two weeks' time, I'm gonna be focused on something else. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am obsessed with my husband. I love my husband. But, like, <laughs> if he was cheating on me with a grocery store clerk, I would be like, meh. Okay. You gotta go. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? She better be into Black Magic or something. There better be something else interesting. Like, there better be something else interesting going on there. You better not just be a fucking cashier at the local food lion. <laughs> yeah. You could bag a model over me. Go ahead, man. Good for yeah. you. Like, <laughs> it's cool. But just get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, I get the house and the dog. I've never been that obsessed with anybody in my entire life. No. No. Yeah. yeah I don't know. No, thanks. Mm-mm. Not about but it. That's my little story. It was just a short little to get you back. No, this was a good one. Short little trip. We're sitting at 40 minutes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But this don't is forget my- to... Like, subscribe, leave us a, leave us a view. We're starving for five-star reviews. You know what? And I was thinking too, we should do, we should do a little giveaway maybe on our um, TikTok podcast or, or TikTok podcast, our podcast TikTok or our Instagram TikTok maybe for some reviews, even though we can't do that, but we can do something. Yeah. Why not? Or we can just keep berating people in every episode to like, comment, leave a review, subscribe wherever you can. Yeah. Repost, reshare. We're here every Tuesday, every mostly every Tuesday, with the exception of that one two weeks ago. Only one time. Guys. <laughs> you have it one time, guys. One time. 
people are allowed to live let us live let us breathe but no we do we love we appreciate the love we appreciate the support we appreciate y'all continuing to listen yeah every download is phenomenal is worth its weight in gold isn't that amazing over 500 people have listened to us it's insane. It's insane. Over 500 individual instances of someone going in and going, I want to listen to these two insane people. It's <laughs> talk true. We love you about guys. Some who knows what, who knows what, what week. As we are, honestly. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild that we're about to have a fully produced season. I love it. Join us next week for a brand new episode. I'm going to blow your minds. Yay. It's going to be fun. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. A Semi-Charmed Kind of Podcast is hosted by Ashley Williams and Kyle Ugis. Music credits by Chauncey Fortune and art by Decay Decor. Keep listening and keep it cryptid. Yeah.